walk. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. Mic check. Yo, what's good, y'all? This is uh, Rob Lee, another high science with strange objects joint. Been a minute since I got up on here, but uh, yeah, man, your man, Donald Trump got the got the COVID-19 on y'all. And, 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 you know, I, I said it at the time, you know, this, you know, this, like, basically this podcast, I guess, is just going to be like, obviously it's going to be a, a, a just like an addendum to like the white paper I, I published on, on Medium about the virus and, and, and all this, you know, mask wearing stuff we're going through now and just like the craziness of it all. This is this whole like election cycle. I mean, to me, it's just like, it's beyond ridiculous. It's, it's, like, and, and, and that's the thing too, you know, as you, as you get older and you learn things and like you, you have more experience, it's just like, I don't know how much of this is like me changing or or just me like just starting to see more of what's really been going on this whole time. I mean, I, like, for instance, just now, you know, I was just reading this, this Vice article about like, you know, how the, the like, how, how the, because like, I knew, like, you know, usually when you hear, you know, about like, where we are, like, financially, you know, and just as far as, like, our regulation, re- regulating the banking industries and, like, the whole, like, collapse of, like, you know, 2008, the financial collapse. And, you know, you people look at that kind of stuff and, and they'll say, like, you know, this is just our whole government failing this. You know, true enough, like, we would like our, our entire government to, to kind of work for us and work in the interest of, of, of the people. But when you think about it historically, like governments really have never, like even throughout history, they've never really been set up to do that. They just have been, they've been, they're basically, the, the government basically distributes the resources and protects the people with the resources. And generally that's like a small group of rich people. Historically speaking, it's always been like, a group of rich people and then like a lower class of people that do all the other work, you know, and it's just, the government has just been a way of organizing that and that's all it is right now. You know, even though like, like a more modern invention is in, I guess, economics is the middle class, you know, there's a big push for the middle class and that's created this globalized world, you know, that we live in today with specialization and all that. But, you know, I digress and all that. Um, the thing with the thing about you know all this financial inequality, we we tend to like blame it to the um, on the government across the board, really. And we we kind of look like I know like like for me, like I've always looked at it like that was the Republicans' wheelhouse because like you know being minority in this country generally means like you grow up, you know. In the Democrat, with parents who are in the Democratic Party, and they tend to like believe in all those kind of things. But like, 
this article that I just read in Vice, uh, well, I didn't read it in Vice. It was published by Vice. I found it on Twitter. It's about how, you know, Bill Clinton came in and like, cause you know, I had fought, faulted Bill Clinton and all that for all this stuff, you know, this mass incarceration and all these crime bills and, and welfare reforms. And that's generally like what the argument is like against the Clintons when people talk about, you know, um, all the, all the, all the like, I guess what you call them, the progressives, the left, leftists or whatever, that this little like internal struggle thing they got going on with the Democrats. This Vice article is saying that, you know, beyond all that other stuff, you know, like, that we got to be angry with the Democratic Party about, it's like, all this financial inequality, all the, this happened with Clinton. Like, that's what this article is about in Vice. It's about how uh, Clinton, because I knew, like, there's these these uh, documentaries on Frontline about, like, the financial crisis in 2008. It's a couple of them that explain it or whatever. And, you know, they talk about how, like, Clinton kind of continued what what the um, Republicans had been doing as far as regulating banks and, and, and um, uh, corporate mergers and things like that. He just, like, they made it seem in the, in the, in the documentary like, like he kind of just kind of continued, like, what they were doing. And, you know, maybe... I need to go watch it now, rewatch it after reading this article. But like, it, it, they did that with with with, with financial regulation and business regulations. They did the same thing with with that as they did with like, you know, all the the, the crime bills and stuff like that. They did what the Republicans would have did on steroids. So like, for instance, like the trade deficit with China like tripled, like. Uh, I mean, like, all these companies moved, like, because Walmart blew up during this time. So all these companies, like, moved their manufacturing. Like, even though they might have been American companies, they moved the manufacturing to, like, Mexico because of NAFTA and because of, like, China and deals they made with them. But, like, yeah, it's just, like, right now, like, the Democrats are, are, are running for offices like basically claiming that they're gonna fix all the problems that they basically caused, and it, it's crazy. Like I'm not saying, like they didn't do they they were doing stuff that the Republicans didn't want. I'm saying that they were supposed to be the resistance against it going that far, and they just kind of opened the floodgates up and kind of like left everybody else behind, and that's why, like, you know, I mean. When you're talking about financial regulations, you're talking about everything from like minimum wage to like, you know, gas emissions. You know, it's just like, uh, and, and like polluting the environment and stuff like that. And you know, like Walmart, they was getting, and you know, Bill Clinton was the years that like Walmart was blowing up and all that. But um, you know, and they would, you know, they everybody I'm sure knows the story about that. You know, by now, especially since it's a non-issue with Amazon taking everything over, but. Yeah, man, like, it's just a whole bunch of interesting stuff going on, like, you know, I don't know, man, it's just like, we, 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 all these little policy things and all the, all these, these elections and things are going on that, like, people are, people are, like, making decisions that they really don't understand, and it's just like, 
it's a little scary, you know, because it, and I mean, like, it's this whole time with like the coronavirus, the president got COVID-19, you know, and, and everybody, it's like, I mean, to me, it's like how, how, like, I, 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 for me, it's hard to believe that people really think that this virus, the uh, COVID-19 is as deadly and as lethal as they say it is. I, I like, I think that like people just want to pretend like to me, it just seems like, you know, you know, people into all this anime and stuff and like all this ninja stuff. And they probably think wearing those masks are cool, like biker stuff. Like people were, they were selling little like masks and stuff before, you know, any of this stuff even came out, you know, like people like thought that was cool. So like this whole mask thing was just kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like, right. People think it's cool for one thing, you know? So it's just like, it's real easy to just like, kind of like throw that shit on and pretend like, and especially like when you're getting like social validation for doing it, you know, it's just like they're wearing, first of all, a lot of people are just wearing masks that any that they don't even know what the guidelines are, you know. Like when you see people walking around with 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 the blue surgical mask on their face, you know that's the the CDC guidelines specifically says don't use those masks. But everybody wearing them, you know. You go to the grocery store, they hand them out in the grocery stores, you know. You go to you go to anywhere, and they got those masks sitting at the door. To hand out the the medical grade mask that they told that they say don't wear, you know, and there's a shortage apparently. Like nobody's, you don't know about it. Like you don't hear about it. They're not covering anything that they used to cover anymore because the hospitals are empty. You know, they they the whole thing, the whole point of all this was to keep the keep us from flooding the hospitals, you know, and it's just like because people. Aren't, people aren't working off of, you know, you know, the, the people aren't working off the facts of what's happening in regards to this virus. People are reacting, like, socially to, like, something that should be handled. Like, and they say follow the science, but they're not following the science. They're, like, they're following the, the snippets of what this, what the scientists are saying, and they're, they're, like the scientists, if you listen to what they say, if you read, you know the the like you don't even have to read the report. If you listen to the words they're using, they're not saying like. First of all, there's, so there's no proof that these masks work, you know, none. So there's no there's no way there, there there's no science scientist doctor epidemiologist. None of them will go out there and say, you know, masks for sure stop the spread of the virus. They can't. They can't prove it, you know. And, like, people people don't read. It's like a Hail Mary, right? It's like, it's like, I guess the the rationale that they're using is like there's a possibility that it helps just because any barrier would help, but it's not true because so many other factors come into play, you know. And it's just like, I mean, for starters, like I mean, the whole thing is so bizarre. 
it, it, it's ridiculous. Like for starters, the virus isn't floating. It can't be transmitted by floating uh, by aerosol methods. You know, like like they have people like they have people thinking that that's possible, and they've done studies and tests to try to prove that that's possible. Like even before, like the thing about the coronavirus is like it's. It's not that new. They call it a novel coronavirus because it's new in humans. Like they, this isn't something they hadn't seen before. Because that, that's how they know exactly where it came. They knew it came from bats or pangolins or whatever. They didn't know how direct it was. Well, they knew, they knew what it was, and they knew they had seen it before in bats and pangolins, and they assumed that that the virus. And I'm so. I mean, I'm. Not saying I have any more knowledge than they do, on I'm sure they 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 know way way more about you know that whole jumping from humans to things than I do. But the assumption is that because they had seen it before in bats and pangolins, and because it was now in humans, that it jumped directly from either a pangolin or a bat to humans, right? And then you know that was the that's the initial, and then, I mean that's the most you know Occam's razor. You know, we're looking at it, and you know, I think that's fair or whatever. You know, even though like people have these conspiracy theories, which are, you know, like we don't know at this point, credible or whatever. But however it happened, you know, it, it, it we know how they, we know how viruses spread, you know. I mean, I guess it's irrelevant, really, to, like, exactly how the virus itself was created. It's more so, like, you know, whether how it got out, really. How it escaped China and became a pandemic is more the issue than the actual origins of the virus. Whether, you know, if it was... I guess there may be some, like, conventions or something that for making biological weapons if the Chinese were experimenting with that. But, like, I mean... What are you going to do? Like, these countries do that kind of stuff, you know, develop nukes and develop all kinds of weapons and experiment with things with science. And, like, there's nothing you can do to stop that. And that's just, like, a, a, just a natural, you know, thing that exists in, like, governments. And, and, and I guess any civilization, as you, you know, it, it, you know, science is involved in, in you got to, you base everything off, off science, you know, like, around like building weapons and, and, and engineering and things like that. So, you know, what are you going to do? But, um, yeah, um, but the thing about it is, is that they, 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 they could have let it out. They couldn't have, but the thing about it is it's not floating through the air. They cannot prove that you can contract a virus by floating through the air by some aerosol or aerosolized mist or whatever, and that's just they they don't there's no indication of that. The World Health Organization even you know came out and said there's 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 no evidence that masking people, you know, and universally masking people in the public does anything to stop the spread of, of a pandemic because. The if it was even if it was aerosolized, that mask isn't stopping it from from spreading. A it does it's not in the air, but if it was, that mask wouldn't help. And you know they they do these tests. I've seen I've seen these things where they do like a vape pen, 
and then they blew it through the mask and, and whatever. But I mean, like, the, the, those masks are, are, are designed, like, mask wearing is just like when you have cloth in your face, like a surgical mask. But, like, the, the the cloth masks are meant to, like, replicate the surgical masks. And, you know, you, you, you're supposed to have three layers. There's, there's a way, you know, there's directions and things to how you're supposed to use a cloth mask. And that's really what you're supposed to be using. But, you know, the thing, the, 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 the type of spread that would be prevented by wearing a surgeon's mask or these cloth masks that should be, you know, three layers thick or whatever... Um, it's covered by being able to cover your cover your mouth and no nose and mouth when you cough and turn your head and that type of deal. The reason that those masks, those surgical masks, exist is because if you're you're operating on somebody and you're looking into their into their chest or, or or the open wound where you're operating, you know, and you all of a sudden cough, you may not you know you got gloves on your hands. There's a whole bunch going on there that you may not be able to just turn really quick and coughing and that's what those masks are used to prevent they're not they're going to prevent like they're not going to i mean it's so ridiculous because like the the virus doesn't the virus has to be in a host to live like the minute it's outside of your body it's already dying it's like if i submerged you under water you know you you you're dying immediately like the virus like so like the idea that you're gonna get these viruses like by walking around touching stuff and and you the only way you're gonna get a virus is like is like you would have to have really close contact to somebody who who you know could get enough virus then you have to move it because the virus doesn't move on its own you know it doesn't have any like mecha it's not like a lot where it's moving you it has to be physically moved like with your hands into your face and mouth and all that kind of stuff for it to travel so like i mean like the whole idea of mass is just like stupid on every single level possible and, and if you look at i mean like so so the world health organization says you know they don't recommend using masks i mean you touch your face like think about it man you go to the bank if you go to the bank and you if you gotta walk inside a bank and see a teller they're gonna ask you to pull your mask down you know, if you if you go if you go to, you know, you could go to to the store if you go to the customer service desk and need to do something like you know send some money to somebody or, or anything, they're gonna ask you to pull your mask down and verify your identity. That's how you catch it. Then you got people who have the mask on their face and then they pull it down to their chin. Like you just if it's if it's a, if it's in the air and it's floating around like that, it's gonna be on your chin. Then when you pull the mask down, it's going to be inside the mask. Then when you put the mask back on, it's going to be all in your face. You're going to be breathing that in. Like the mask, like this, like the idea that the mask work is so stupid that it's just got to be like, it's a submission test. It's just, it's just to show that it's like a, I mean, like people, I, I just find it, I just find it really hard to believe that people really believe that these masks are helping anything like it's it is it, so ridiculous like all you have to do is read a little bit about about you know and like so in the in the in the in the white paper um all this is there like you can like you know every time i say like it, you know something like 
oh, the mask doesn't work. There's a, you click it, there's a link. You can see the actual articles and the research. But, I mean, if you look at the CDC study, I mean, the CDC recommendation, and you go down to the reference list, like, none of those things talk about, like, there's no mention, uh, there's no studies, reports, tests, evidence of, like, anything involving wearing a mask outside of a healthcare setting. Only The only place they recommend the, the, that type of, you know, mask wearing is, you know, in a hospital, in a controlled environment, you know, where you have trained professionals that, that part of the protocols for, for working in a hospital is there's a lot of, you know, washing hands, like all that stuff they talk about, but like that's the professional environment. I mean, they, it goes to the lengths of having rooms specially ventilated, you know, for things that are actually airborne. But um, that's not the same as, you know, being out in the real real world. So, like, if, you, if you're in an environment like that where, like, everything's clean, you know, coughing could be an issue. But they're not just walking through, through um, walking, I mean, whatever, man. Like, it's a whole different, it, the, the idea that anything you do, you, that they're doing in hospitals and labs and clinics just translates out into the real world is ridiculous if if you understand how any of this stuff works. This is why they have like when you hear clinical trials and things like that. These are these are environments that they create where they eliminate a, a lot of the things that would be a problem for what they're trying to do in the real world. So in order to understand and you know in order for any of those things to be effective, you know any any of those. Any of the research that they're using to be effective, it would have to be done in the real world. And any anything they've done, because you know they've they've done it. Right. I mean, obviously, that's the next step. You do it in a clinical trial, then you try it in the real world. And when they try these things in the real world, it doesn't work that way. Like when they when they did a, the, uh, they did a they did there's a there's a there's a study that they, they did because. Uh, you can't. It's it's unethical, and that's that's a part of like what makes it hard. It's unethical to like purposely get people sick or put put people in danger of being sick, you know, or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't you know work in a lab, but it's something like that where there's certain ethics involved and stuff like that. And I know it's involved in, you know, this case. But in order to get around that, they did it. Um, you know, because all these viruses tra- travel similar similarly. The only thing that makes this virus different is the asymptomatic transmission. But other than that, it transmits like any other virus, like the flu, like any other, the cold, any other virus that we get, this, this, this transmits the exact same way. The problem with this one is that people don't know they have it and they're transmitting, so they're infecting more people. If you know you're sick, you avoid people and people avoid you because you have symptoms. So... And, and and that's not happening. And when you're not when you're asymptomatic, when you're asymptomatic, then you know kissing, you know like touching people touching your face, you touching someone else's faces, hugging, you know that type of stuff. You can possibly transmit the virus if people if if you and people around you don't know you're sick. And that's why it transmits so fast because you're getting exponential growth, you know, in in virus transmission. So. That's the only problem. That's the issue with COVID-19 is just the asymptomatic transit. That's the only thing that makes this virus different than any other virus. I mean, other than like 
the trend. I mean, I guess it has its own symptoms, but I mean, as far as like the virus being itself being transmitted and, and contracting the disease, it transmits like any other virus, with the exception of it being you being uh, contagious when you don't know it and people around you don't know it. So, and, and like I said, that's happening. That happens with, with intimate contact. Intimate meaning like you know eating, uh, using the same utensils. Obviously, if you cough in somebody's face, you can get them sick. That's why we turn our heads and cover our mouth. That's why these things develop. It's, that's why it's rude to do, you know, cough in people's face and stuff like that. I guess like it's it's almost a cliche how like few people die from this 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 virus and how like all of them have like serious conditions going on. It's hard to think that these like all this stuff. I mean, it just lines up so much like it's just like written it's just like first they the you know the um Hillary Clinton lost you know what I'm saying that happened then they they had the FBI and I mean even before they had the FBI investigating a candidate for president and a sitting president when they didn't find anything like that just like clockwork the impeachment came as soon as that didn't work the virus came you know, and you know my, and you know, like I said in the thing, it's just like it doesn't matter how I got out of China, but like I could see a situation where they let a little virus out, a little harmless virus out, overreact, and and like just try to screw with like the stability of its chief rival in the world. Like that totally makes sense, and that's totally China. Like they they don't they don't live in a like a free society where it's a problem for them them to shut down the country, you know, if they need to do that. You know, the the, the thing about it is making us do that. You know, making the United States do behave the way that they behave. It just proves like it, it, it proves to like the public, our our public, our citizens, even subconsciously, that their system is maybe the only the only way to go. And that's what they've been trying to prove the whole time. That's this whole Cold War all this stuff they've been everybody's been trying to come up with the the system the economic system that's the best one for the world so i could see them letting it out and just a little dirty trick thing about it is i i think the democrats a lot of like the the money like the tech companies people who had something to gain from this people like amazon like who deliver straight to your house the new tech economy the the tech economy that 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 People who had a, the Democrats and people and, you know, like their constituency, all these big money and interests that bought the government had had an interest in all of what's going on. Because now with, with, with this virus, they can, they laid off all these people. All these people are getting laid off and all this, all the automation that's been sitting on the shelf for the past couple of years that they could, they could put into action, that's going into action now. So they don't have to. They don't have to fire people and replace their jobs with technology directly because it's already been done by this pandemic that's not killing, you know, the, I did the math yesterday, last night, and, and tweeted that out. Um, but it's like less than 3%. Like the death rate, based on just the numbers, like everything off the board, less than 3% of the people who test positive for this virus die. The idea that we're gonna like what we're doing to like we're completely reshaping the economy like a lot of like 
I guess if you're not paying attention to the news, you don't know how like crazy it is like right outside the door. Maybe, maybe uh, if you pay attention, if you if you look, because when when I drive, I, I I like generally I hear a lot of sirens, um, more sirens here than than I have since I I've been here, and like I'll, I'll see a lot of like uh, police actions and um, crazy people. I saw this this guy like jump into the windshield of a car and then try to start fighting, and like two dudes had to drag him down. Like cops came from everywhere, but today. I mean, you look at you look at the news every day, and you can see like all this domestic stuff going going on. Like apparently this morning, some dude—I mean, I'm in Seattle—some 17-year-old over by Northgate Mall killed his mom this morning, early this morning, like eight o'clock. This they responded, and then a couple of minutes ago, I'm I'm looking—I forgot where I was looking—but Seattle Times, and uh, apparently someone someone killed their wife. Like at, at about like eight o'clock tonight, sometime tonight, the article just came out. The article came out a little while ago. I'm not sure exactly when this happened, but he shot his wife in the face with a shotgun, and she was in the bed. And it's just like you see a lot of this stuff. You see a lot of people's. I mean, you you can see it. I, I mean, I feel like I can see it on the street. But like, if you pay attention to the news and see all the violence and domestic violence and, and murders and just like crazy shootings and crazy stuff going on and they got people wearing masks like if you google crimes and masks you'll see you'll get a lot of cases where they're trying to identify people because the masks are I mean the masks are good for literally nothing like every uh, why would you want it was it, like the whole mask thing is dumb from just a, like a personal safety Standpoint, like the economy is is going bad. People are getting laid off of work. People are unemployed. People are rioting, and like the solution to to they they they're proposing to stop the spread, which the hospitals are empty. That like that was the point. The hospitals are 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 empty. They're not being flooded. There's not a whole bunch of people dying, but they have people wearing masks. Still, and they're still like quarantining people. I'm, I don't. I don't know what to say. The, the the World Health Organization apparently just came out the other day saying the shelter in place and the quarantine stuff that we're doing is destroying economies and that's that's destro- I mean that's doing a lot of damage. But they're saying that you shouldn't. It shouldn't even be you. It's being abused like, to to be extending it even this long because the only reason to to have a shutdown is to regroup. It shouldn't be. It's not a long term strategy. And there's. I mean. The idea that we're scaring people into ma- to wearing masks, having them think, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the idea that people don't understand that all the people flying on airplanes before we knew it was out there, and as fast as this thing spreads, the, everybody would have if it was floating through the air and you it was that easy to catch, everybody would have it. It's people passing it like through close contact, and if people, all you have to do is tell people. I mean the social distance. I mean the social distancing. If you say six feet, that's all people need to know, you know. Because I mean people can abuse it or whatever, but the chances are like it can be abused. If you tell people, if you just say maintain six feet distance and let's do it like that, or because really it's three feet. The thing is, it's it's really three feet. And the whole thing about that whole so that. 
there's no evidence for any of this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, and my whole thing is you got to you have to do something, and to me it makes sense. That's like that's how we deal with viruses. That's this is how human beings deal with viruses, and I feel like the way we do we've always dealt with these viruses makes sense for this one as well, because all you have to do is treat. You know, generally everybody you meet, like they they might be sick. All you have to do. That means no drinking after them, touching faces, no kissing, and you know all the little thing, all the little greetings that people do. Like you can, you could even shake hands. You know, just don't be shaking hands. I mean, like it's not, it's like it's not even gonna live anyway that long outside the body. But I mean, like you do your hand sanitizer, just wash your hands or whatever. Do they just take simple precautions and just. You, if people just assume that the next a is not that deadly, so it's gonna be for most people, it's not even gonna be an issue. You know, it's just like assume that somebody might give you a cold, assume that someone might have a cold or a flu and not know it. I think that'd be completely appropriate, and we could go right on about our lives just like we've always gone on about our lives. And I mean, like. There are people who that who that won't work for, but it's it's less than three percent of the population, you know. And that three percent of the population, they know who they are. It's not. It's not. I mean, they they've been knowing who the, who they are from the beginning. None like there has not been a lot of new information. The only new information that's come out about COVID nineteen that makes it different is that the asymptomatic transmission part and like fine you know like we can do but scaring people can you imagine anything like normal social gatherings within at least the next five years people are going to be terrified like people were already terrified like people before covid people were already talking about social anxiety you know not liking crowds and just the whole i mean everything about what's going on in society is hitting people and making people neurotic as it was this ain't helping and I don't know why people think that, that like, actually I do. So I've been reading, I've been reading this, this book, uh, 48 Laws of Power. And I read The Prince before, and just like, when you think about it, like, that's what the government is. It's like, I feel like what's, what's happening now is killing the, 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 the dream that America was supposed to like fulfill, you know, the vision that that America was supposed to be like land of the free and all that kind of stuff, the abolition of like kings and ruling classes. That is what we're losing in all this, in this COVID thing. But I mean, it didn't start with this COVID thing. It started with like what I was talking about earlier with with the Vice article with the, with the income inequality. And all this kind of stuff that's happening, but this this COVID thing, this, this these lockdowns, these shutting people's businesses down, all these people out of work, like that's 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 a really really bad situation. That that if if you're if you if you if you think like if you're Amazon, if you're a tech company, and you don't really need these buildings anymore. You know, you can have people in their homes, not leaving, because people will sit in their crib. Like, that's where we're at now with the internet. 
Like, people don't need to go outside. People don't really go outside. Kids don't go outside. So, you don't need to, you don't need these buildings. You don't need to pay these rent. You, like, you, you're not paying, like, when, when you have your employees working from home, you're not even, you're not paying electricity. They're paying, their, like, I mean, maybe you are, but even, like, you're not paying rent. You're not paying upkeep for the property. There's a whole bunch of expenses that can be saved. And then, like, beyond that, you automated a lot of these jobs out of, out of commission that, that were there, that you were automating out of commission anyway. Like, this came right at the perfect time. Like, Andrew Yang came out, like, it's like, it's almost like they heard him, you know, Andrew Yang on Freak came out, the be- the best interview he had, in my opinion, is on Freakonomics, where he was, back when he was just like a one-issue candidate, and he was talking about how automation is coming, it's here, there's a there's a documentary, too, on, uh, on YouTube called Humans Not Apply, and it'll tell you about all the jobs, like, you wouldn't believe, like, Pretty much every job is subject to automation, including, like, you might think, oh, I can learn to code. People say, learn to code. People are writing software that codes itself. Artificial intelligence will start writing its own software. Like, they're like the idea that you would create artificial, so- artificial intelligence that couldn't write software is kind of crazy when it's being built by software engineers in the first place. But they've been building software. They've been writing software that writes software for years now. This really, like, you might think music, but, like, if you look at that that video, I'm telling you, music, everything, like, r- news, like, right now, like, a lot of the news you get is, is artificial intelligence. Like, a lot of the articles you read, like, even, like, you can have, like, they even have, like, I've seen uh, videos where you have a narrator that's AI, and that was Andrew Yang's whole thing with the universal basic income. It's like we have to transition over to into a world where we don't have to do these things anymore. And like, how do you manage that? Like, how do you manage people? People, the way we've transitioned as a society, like away from the family, more to the individual, like going out into the world by themselves and less taking over the family farm or whatever, or, or and and staying in the same community. Because we've moved away from that kind of thing, it's like pe- people find their meaning in the jobs and the work they do. But when that, when the jobs and the work that they do are gone, then what, we, what do we have left? How like, how do we take care of those things? Like, how uh, are the attitudes that we currently have towards like people who work and people who don't work gonna make it difficult to transition to a post-working society? Because like, if everything can be automated. Jobs are gonna be really scarce, and I mean, really, really scarce. Like, it can't sustain any kind of serious population. You know, if you, and I mean, you see these robots. I saw, you know, one like a, a week or so ago, and I mean, they're jumping up, running around, twisting in the air. Like, at some point, our society is gonna have to transition from completely different from what it is. Like, that's our, that's everyone's daily life pretty much it's just now right now especially like with so many people unemployed it's just like now everybody's all stressed out about money because the economy's shut and you saw what happened today with hillary clinton where it was a whole big con job i just hope everybody remembers like when when all this is all this ends and people realize how ridiculous the response to the coronavirus has been 
I just I just want everybody to remember that it was the Democrats saying follow the science. There was a Democratic government shutting everything down and, and raising all this panic and alarm and telling people to freak out about a virus. It was it's the Democrats that are using it as like a political tool, you know, instead of coming up with some real policies, you know, to 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 to, to actually win an election. And at the end of the day, I think that's what all this is about. I think I think the Democratic Party has become an institution that thinks that it's entitled to power and entitled and, and destined to to rule over the United States like China. Like I think they look, I feel like they're trying to meld the two ideologies together into like into basically serving you know the rich corporate interests. But I don't know if they see it like that when they estimate that they're the people to lead the United States and. I think everything they're doing, I think that they're the ones that they, they pushed censorship and speech, general. They're using the Russian tinkering with the elections. They want to use that. And, and, and I mean, that, that kind of goes to the root of the problem in itself. It's because like they're calling the fact that we have the internet and the fact that People from the Russian government can communicate directly with um, United people in the United States as hacking. You know that's just the consequence of, of having the internet. Because I mean that's going to happen if you think. Because like if you go if you go on, on on Twitter on Facebook, if you go on any any social media site, and you start talking about the elections, if you start talking about the U.S. elections for president. On the internet, anywhere, Reddit, anywhere, you're gonna get people from all over the world, all in, all in the mix, with with the ideas. And a lot, and the thing about it is, is that a lot of times when you look at, at like countries like in Europe, you know, they they coming down on the side of the Democratic Party. I mean, it's when 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 I, I was I've always been independent. I've never been registered. To any party, but I, I always did lean Democrat because, like I said, we grew up, you know, minorities in this country grew up with, for the most part, parents that were associated themselves with the Democratic Party and their ideas. So, and, and just like a lot of like, you know, all, all the people from the, you know, all the 60s people, you know, pretty much all the cool people, like before, like it's for, for most of my life. All the cool people were liberal, you know, Democrats. I mean, that's just where they were because, you know, Democrat, the, the, the Democratic Party used to be about, you know, freedom of speech, individuality, freedom of expression. And, and basically, basically, from my perspective, it was always, you know, do what you want to do and... There should be no laws stopping you from doing that, because generally it was more about just, just basically, you know, because the Democrats were legalized drugs, you know, all conspiracy theorists, all that kind of stuff. The Republicans were the Christians. They were the business people, conservative business people. You know, they were all about that stuff. All law and order, the police, the military. The Democrats were like not 
pro-military like that. The Democrats were the ones protesting the Vietnam War and stuff like that. So, you know, they, I mean, like, Jane Fonda used to be, you know, like, that. that's that's the Democrats that, that's the party that the Democrats were before Bill Clinton. So, and, and, and what, what, what Bill Clinton did was say, okay, we have these people. We we have the all the people that represent the Democratic Party. They don't have nowhere to go. That I mean, they said that explicitly. Explicitly, both him and Hillary said it when they were running for president. They said, "You don't have nowhere to go." So, what they did was they took the constituency that they thought they had, which were the Democrats, and then they tried to lure the Republican Party into the Democratic Party by seeding a lot of the, uh, most of everything that they wanted in the first place to make a one party that, that I guess control the country you know but I mean like it's not like that's not what it is effectively because that's what the parties are now just one two sides of one party that that control you know the government and elections or well it was until Donald Trump got in there and I mean make no mistake about it Donald Trump is not Donald Trump isn't, you know, because Donald Trump came from from Hollywood, you know. He was he's he Donald Trump was you know the party like he he he's just it's convenient for him to be in the Republican Party, but make no mistake, they're managing him like they he, he might be he might like I mean he's old like I mean he fits right in old rich. You know what I'm saying? He fits right into a lot of the things that naturally, you know, that they're about. That like they they're all old, rich. They've always like that's always been the stereotype of the Republican Party: rich old white men. Like he's right in that sweet spot to be in the Republican Party. So like, if, if they say they don't have to do a lot of pushing to get him to put uh, anti-abortion and anti, you know, the, the kind of judges. That he he wants to put up there, he like that like the conservatives want. They don't have to do a lot of pushing because he's kind of already there. But that that's not like he doesn't go into the thing. Like I mean, obviously, like by the time we hear about it, he's like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. But I mean, he didn't go into office saying, oh, I, I'm trying to get rid of abortion. I'm trying to like. Uh, he went into office as kind of like an empty vessel. He he he, he loves the country. You know, and I mean, he did, he did, he he he's like a delegate. He just wants he just wants the glory. You know, like kind of like he he has his ideas and things like that. That's why he's just kind of like spitball. He's just listening to the people around him and just using his his instincts, uh, like from just like his life experiences. Like, cause the country is basically set up to serve people like him. So like he he can like cruise control it. Through, through, you know, what he's doing, and it's just like the idea that people are acting like he's some kind of like mastermind, racist criminal. This dude's an entertainer. He's not lifelong Republican, Christian values type dude. That's not what what he's ever been. That's why you have this groundswell again. All of the power that 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 the rich and wealthy can exert is being exerted against like Donald Trump. That's why 
we're in the situation where people think they hate they don't even know why they hate him they they, they can say oh because of the way he treats women but they then they nominate Joe Biden if you if you say for if you if you if you hate Donald Trump for all the reasons you say you hate him then like half of like the government, the Congress, all they shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be hating them just as much. Like they're embracing George, the Bush administration, the whole Bushes, the all of them, the Cheneys, all of them. Like I remember when, when the idea that they would be doing that would be completely ridiculous. But they're right there now. Like this is the one party. Like this, Donald Trump has has. has basically allowed them to create like this one party system and, and it's 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 gross and disgusting. Like like what we're like at this point, like where's the real divide between the non Donald Trump people and the Democratic Party? There is none. It's not there. Joe Biden isn't for Medicare for all. He, none of that stuff. None of none of none of the like the progressive policies Biden isn't for none of that. The idea that people are getting all worked up. I mean, I mean, I see it like people on on dating profiles, just like people people just being mad at people for who they support, like crazy, like people are at each other's throats over like two people who are basically like, if you're saying you're mad at Trump about what you're mad at him about for a reason, if you say you don't like Trump for the reasons that you say you like Trump, this is giant douche and turd sandwich for when they did that whole thing on South Park. You you ask people like people don't even know the issues. How do you how do you fix that? What's scary? Just like that's when you that's from a step back. You know when you when you're talking about like 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 I, that's talking about like. Joe Biden isn't senile. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe Biden is falling apart. Like, he's he's way too old to be president. He's obviously incompetent. I find it hard to not believe that the, the plan is for Kamala Harris to really be president. Even, you know, beyond even talking about, even before we even talk about whether her being incompetent or, or or anything along those lines. It's just the sneaky nature of the. They're literally trying to like handpick and anoint a president, and that's you, you're watching something underhanded happen right in front of your eyes. You're going along with it, and you expect the corruption and government to go away. Like, how does this tell? Explain how that gets better. Like, how does Joe? You you elect Joe Biden president. If the, if they didn't change, if the if the party didn't change when Trump got elected in the first place, why would they change when they're winning? Everybody's everybody's like openly selling out that what they believe believe in, and because I believe basically laziness, like the 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 unwillingness, like to just to, the willingness to just accept what people are saying without even reading the article. You know, like people talk about now, all everybody just reads the headlines and just like walks away like they got the story. An article, especially on something like something medical or scientific, it's just someone explaining something that you can go see for yourself. People aren't even reading the article itself. People aren't even listening to like people tell you what they're saying. They're taking, you know, sound bites and headlines. And thinking they had, they understand what's going on. When 
they even know on a conscious level that our news and media is sensationalized for outrage and, and to, to, to like work people up. Knowing that alone places upon you the responsibility to at least read what they're saying and probably go back and look at the check it check into their sources as much as you know the subject and article permits but to, to just like not be critically evaluating the information that we're getting as a society as a voting society to me is dangerous and ridiculous and and like I mean, I guess Sandra Day O'Connor was trying to address it, but like to, to for it to be widely just unaddressed that we're just so vulnerable. Like it feels like a security threat, you know. It's, if I think if if you put on a white coat and get on TV and get on CNN, one of any any news channel, and say like I would love to see. An experiment done like that, like oh, just a widespread experiment on the public, just just, and this could very well be it. This would be hilarious. I mean, it wouldn't be funny, but I mean, like, there's no, there's no, obviously this isn't they, they destroy the the world economy, but I mean, like, I would like to see someone get on TV with a white coat and just say something outrageous and see how many people just do it. I mean, you could just, you could take it to the level where you have several experts, get several experts in quotes, in white coats, and just, just something just like stupid. And I would be, I'd be so interested to see how many people just fall for it. Like, I would say, I wouldn't have believed this, any of this stuff we're doing for COVID would have been possible before this happened. I guess, I feel like kind of like after like 9-11, for me, a lot of like this COVID-19 uh, experience has been coming to terms with the fact that the average American citizen is so willing to just have something like this happen and not really look into it themselves. They had a shutdown. There was nothing to do. People were trapped in their houses with nothing to do, getting paid, and they weren't even interested to see why any of this was. I mean, like, obviously, like, you can obviously tell that nobody is reading this stuff by how many people are walking around with surgical masks on. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the guidelines explicitly, explicitly state, and they have from the beginning, to not get those masks. And I just, there's a documentary, one of the latest documentaries on Frontline right now is about how there's a shortage in the hospital with those masks. But like I said, there was, like when I went to Whole Foods today, you know, they had had a whole stack of those masks just sitting at at the front for people who didn't have a mask. At the gym, they got them behind the desk. Like, they got them everywhere. Costco has them. That's not the guideline. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. If we're supposed to be like they, and then the whole thing about it is they, they all talking about they care about healthcare workers with, with the surgical mask on, and the surgical, and apparently, like you don't hear enough, you don't hear much about it in the news or whatever. I didn't know that they were still having a problem until I saw this documentary a few days ago. But they're having a shortage. Apparently, they're having a shortage that's not being reported. But we care about the health workers, but they're having a shortage that's not being reported, and. and 
everybody's running around with these masks that the guidelines say, if they read the guidelines, the guidelines say not to wear. And they even, if you go to the, to the to, I don't know, like here we have these signs. And they, they have the guidelines on them and they explicitly tell you not to wear the surgical mask. And it's on every door. And then you go in there and they have surgical masks at the door. So, like, they didn't read that. They they didn't read, they didn't question this, that the, that the, this virus was floating in the air because there's no, there's no evidence that the, that that you can contract any kind of cold flu or any, by particles just floating around the air. They didn't check whether masks are effective because there's no science to support masks being effective. If you, you can go to a, the World Health Report released the guideline their guidelines on uh, mask wearing. And there's no, they, they explicitly say that, that this isn't, we don't recommend people just running around with masks on. That you, can, you don't need to wear a mask outside. But even like states are mandating that you wear a mask outside. Like none of the guidelines say anything about wearing a mask outside. And in fact, they tell you to go outside because the virus spreads more quickly and easily inside apparently. Like all viruses, you know, like that's why you have, that's why you get sick. And people think, oh, you get sick because it gets cold outside. No, you get sick because people are going indoors, and that's how viruses spread, by being indoors. People have no understanding of the actual guidelines, and they're like getting worked up, stressed out over mask wearing, and they don't even understand the guidelines. But like, I don't, like, it's hard for me to understand how people can get so worked up about stuff that they don't understand, that they don't know anything about. It's just like the politics. It's just like black people really are hyped up or or, 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 or people, black people and people who claim to care about black people are really hyped up about how we got to go to the polls to vote for Joe Biden to eliminate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, two people who built their careers on locking black people up and, and and not prosecuting the police, they built their careers on that stuff, and and they they that that's the answer that the Democrats have, and that's the, that's the answer that you're mad at people for not taking, like it's it, I mean, on every issue on every issue that that you could be mad, I mean, the rate if you want to talk about racist, Biden says racist stuff like he he one of his mentors, him and Hillary Clinton, Richard, Robert Byrd was a grand master of the KKK. And, and and but 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 Trump is the white supremacist like that. I mean, Bill Clinton did his. Be, Donald Trump came down the stairs of, of of the Trump Hotel. Bill Clinton did his announcement at Stone Mountain, Georgia, in front of like black prisoners in chains, black men and prisoners in chains. Stone Mountain was where the Ku Klux Klan resurrected, and I mean he did it explicitly to send that message that he was going to be. Tough on black people, and they're not the racist. But Donald Trump is um, not written to anybody but Jews and executives, and all of a sudden, like he's the white supremacist. But never mind that he's interested. He he he's written just to Jews and executives. But I mean, it's it's like that's what I mean. Like people get worked up. People like. It feels like a low-grade civil war in this country, especially like when you get online and start talking about politics and stuff like that, and nobody knows what they're talking about. Like, nobody. 
and, and I mean, some people, I mean, you, you get a couple of people that kind of get it, but I mean, like, people are so, like, interested in, like, being, like, a, you know, on the right or being a Trump supporter or being, like, so left or being so, like, people are so trapped in their own little box, political box or, or ideology that they can't look at this thing and be like, all of this is ridiculous. Like, you can have... People can disagree. Like that—that's the main hurdle. That—that's the only real hurdle that we have as far as anything resembling unity. Because that's what it used to be about: having your own views, like doing what's right for you. And, and, and I mean, like that's why we have religious freedom and freedom of speech, and you know, freedom. Is, I'm not sure about freedom of, of association, but it should be. I mean, like. Like, you had Carville and his wife, you know, Pat Buchanan. They're in different parties. You have, like, Kelly Kellyanne Conway and her husband. Like, they... they that enriches society. That enriches, like, our thoughts and, and the way we think about things and see the world. And it allows us to grow as a, a national community when you don't hate someone because they voting for some different president, some different... President, it's like you're voting for Jesus or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, this is not. It's not that serious. No, they're not gonna help you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, they're not gonna do. I mean, people like really getting angry about this. Like, it's really gonna affect your personal life. It's not. You know, I mean, not. I mean, mar- it may marginally. Like, if the taxes go up or whatever, you might have a little less money. If they go down, you might have a little more. But I mean, it, in the scheme of things, like, it's just like. It's just really not that serious. Because, I mean, and people fight about what they do with tax money. It's like, man, like, come on, man. Like, is I mean, that's why that's why people can't understand each other. Because, like, when people start talking about universal health care, the other side ain't listening. You know what I'm saying? And when people start talking about gun ownership, then the other, the other side ain't listening. You know what I'm saying? It's just like everybody's caught up in their own, like, Everybody thinks they got all the answers and they're trying to inflict them on the rest of the world and it's crazy, you know? And it's just, I don't know where people think any of this is productive. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do. I mean, like, like you never want us to be like, oh, it's the Democrats, the Democrats. Because, like, it's not like, you know, anything in our government it's perfect, but it's just like the Democrats are just working people up and just like kind of like just pushing this this bullshit, and it, it's just to me it's just like because it's just like you know the Democrats push for gay marriage, they got gay marriage, but it's still a problem now. You know it's the transgender, then like that that I guess gets resolved. Then they got to go in the bathroom. Then you got to use the pronoun. It's just like no matter what happens, no matter what they get. It's just like, it's something else. Like, no matter what women, like, women in tech, they did all these programs for women to get in tech and all that stuff. There's all these, like, avenues and venues. Nothing for, like, the black men that are in prison or any of that kind of stuff or, or like, the poor black communities. None of that. But they, they get, and, and it's always more and more and more and more. They, they, I mean, and it's just like, they get on there and they're talking about Wakanda they kneeling with kente cloth on. It's just, I mean, it's gross to me. 
throwing all these funerals for George Floyd. Like in the middle of the pandemic, nobody else can have a funeral. People can't go to church. You know, we're in a lockdown. And they had like five funerals for George Floyd, like massively attended. And they, which was and which only happened because they were campaign rallies for Joe Biden. That's all it was. You know, they run around in kitty cloth and all that kind of stuff. And then the the cop that killed George Floyd gets out of jail a couple of days ago, no mention of it. Like it's not on the news, the Democrats aren't talking about it, nobody's saying anything on Twitter. It's like that's not it's just like that's not even happening. And people wonder why this stuff keeps happening like it does. Like all the, all those police that people have been riding over, they're all out. They were everybody was talking about Breonna Taylor, they got off. You know, that that's dead. All everything is just is quiet and this is what happens every single time. And then the people are running out hit like the it's just like I just feel like the Democrats are just whipping all this shit up. Did a crime bill, 1994, where you call them super predators, African Americans, super predators, and they've never forgotten it. They've never forgotten it, Jeff. No, no, sir, it's his two minutes. So you did that, and they call you super predator, and I'm letting people out of jail now that you have treated the African American population community, you have treated the black community about as bad as anybody in this country. You did the 1990, and that's why. If you look at the polls, I'm doing better than any Republican has done in a long time because they saw what you did. You call them super predators, and you've called them worse than that. In the white paper that I wrote on the on the COVID virus, uh, I had some of the feedback I got on it was that my paper only like addresses the economic impacts of of the virus. They call it the virus. I call it the economic impacts of the decisions that were made in response to the virus. Uh, um, the whole problem, as I see it, because when, you, when you're talking about economics, you're talking about people's lives. And because of the response to the virus, a lot of what we need as human beings to, to make it through the day altered, like we, like, Things are never going to, in my opinion, things are never going to go back to the way they were on, on March 14th before everything shut down. Or, or, or let's just say February because, you know, it was, it was different everywhere. And, like it, everything got, you know, whatever. But, you know, as far as like life as we knew it before, that's that's over and done with. So like, I mean, as far as like being in like, social gatherings and every, I mean all that's going to change and that's going to be like especially like the thing the thing that's necessary at a time like this is to like manage your stress like that's like that's more important than anything else really you know keeping it together a, a lot of people you might go to like therapists I guess some people in that depressants a lot of people or or dealing with it with like Drugs and alcohol, I mean, there's a lot of healthy and unhealthy ways to deal with it. But for me, you know, I think the best way that we deal with um, with with the, with the, this virus that we have as just like individuals on a personal level 
is through exercise and fitness because the human the human being as an organism has evolved for motion you know that's why we have arms and legs and everything with all the features that we have like there are life forms you know like like plants like they they're built you know they're designed to put roots in the ground and be stationary and that's healthy for them they that's where they operate the best when you can when a plant can grow in one place that's that's great for that's how plants have evolved for humans and other animals any other anything that's moving birds fish all all animals that that run around are designed for motion and at the, at the most basic level you need you know to move around so i mean your your brain works properly so your emotions are you know a lot of mental illnesses mental disorders a lot of that stuff not i mean i'm not saying is exercise is a cure all but i think that if people if people were more regular in fitness just like as the general population i think a lot of that stuff would be alleviated at least uh not not in everybody i mean there would be still be like mentally ill people but for me like beyond the cuz cuz what i've been doing uh since the pandemic because before the pandemic i would go and i would lift weights and i'd run like 3 miles lift weights i'd do yoga sit in a sauna or whatever and and just kind of relax and and zone out cuz i'd go in there and that was just how that was just my routine just for like regular situations and and so 10 12 years ago i started running and um and i added that to my to my uh like a lot of people think like when you go when you working out it's all about losing weight looking good you know so you look healthy i think you you know people do look better when they work out but i don't think that that shouldn't be the primary reason for working out the reason they that's why i call it you know, the reason you work out is because you because of the way you feel while you're working out and when you're not working out and and to keep and and, and also to like you know cuz like i said like we're designed to move so like anything you're not using is going to atrophy so like as you get older um your body's going to you're going to start feeling all this pain you're going to get get loss of uh range of motion like before i got before i started doing yoga i uh realized that i mean i didn't think i didn't think i had any real like shoulder issues or anything like that but like cuz you get used to it like things like when you age you age gradually so you like slowly like gradually like you lose emotion and things that you don't even know you you've lost that even like with getting glasses like I didn't realize like I needed to get glasses cuz this is I'm on my first pair of glasses and I didn't even like it didn't even it wasn't even a consideration like cuz it just when I like I was used to reading like blurred words like cuz because it happens so slowly you get used to you adapt and you operate like with what you got and you really kind of don't notice it until it gets until it gets too bad which is I guess what what kind of happened I think I got glasses a little bit like I 
Yeah, nah, I needed glasses. It was hard to read. But, um, <clears throat> and then once you get it back, you realize, like, what you realize how much it, it just, like, you don't realize what you lost until you get it back. And the same thing happened to me with yoga and my shoulders. Like, I can, um, move my shoulders around and like I, you you feel you go back to feeling younger and it's it's just it, and, and I mean all of it like it's a holistic it, it it makes your life better for everything like for like your mental state like going through the day like when I after when this uh pandemic hit and I couldn't go to the gym anymore you know of course like I sat around for a couple of weeks um and I guess months probably like Time was crazy, but um, expecting the gym to open back up. But you know, I was just saying this is a break, and this is because, like, for me, like, I kind of like envy people who aren't in shape because they can like work all that, work all that, um, everything off again. Like right now, I have nothing. Like I've been running six miles a day every day for the past like probably around two months or so. and so, and you know, I've been doing uh, uh, fifty push-ups, fifty sit-ups before I run, and fifty push-ups, fifty sit-ups after I run. Um, and I've been doing that for, like I said, like around two, somewhere around two months, and everything is trim and tight, and like, but that's not, you know, and I guess a lot of people might stop, but like, and even like me, like right now, it's just like, like I'm fine. Like where I am now, like I was fine before, but it's just like I keep doing it because I want to feel good. Like I want to feel good. It, it feel, it's fun for me when I'm running, and that's what like Bruce Lee called running the perfect exercise. And before th- this pandemic thing hit, I was running. You know, I was doing my little three miles on the treadmill in the gym, and it's not the same. Like I got I, I got outside. I mean. It it was good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, like it's the same thing with like losing your sight. It's like it happens so gradually. Like, I I I I I like doing it. And maybe like, I don't know. I liked running the treadmill, and I didn't have a problem with it until I started doing this running, like during this this pandemic thing, pandemic response. And like now that the gyms are back open, I still go to the gym a couple times a week. But like I I run my six miles. Every morning, anyway, like I get up and like you know have my coffee, run my because it puts me, it just puts you in a better state during the day and like the 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 healthier, the better shape you're in, the more you're able to contend with the virus if you do get it. Like if you if you go to if you get sick from the virus, it's better that you be in shape, especially with a respiratory disease like that. Like running is perfect, but it, it, I mean and, and and it boosts your immune system like on every level, like. The government should be, I mean, like all the people that we're listening to, all the t- people telling you to wear masks, none of them are saying anything about like getting in shape because obesity is one of the main like contributing factors that's taking people out. So like it's ridiculous that they're not saying that they like, I mean, like there's no even, like there's nothing, there's no like per- public service announcements about working out or, or anything, you know, it's just like, because before like, you know, you go to, I don't, I don't, you know, I haven't dealt with um, uh, below college level school 
in a long time, so I don't know if they still have have PE class, but they have PE class when I went to school in school for a reason. Like you go, you did you you should be like working at like even like growing up like all my cousins and uncles and my dad everybody in my like we grew up doing like push ups and sit ups like not getting out of shape like I guess nobody in my family really is out of shape like that. Who's over? I mean everybody do something, you know, like you, you do your little sit ups, do your little push ups. I mean that's what like boys did like growing up. Like that's what I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on with, with the kids today. Like I I don't even I'm not gonna try to pretend to understand any of it. Um <laughs> But, you know, that's a, that all exercise and moving your body around vigorously is an important part of your quality of life, like oh, your overall quality of life. And like I know and, you, you know, you see people and I've, and I've done it like, you know, um, not work out for a while. And, you know, it just is it's a, it's a gradual loss of everything. Like I'm like I was saying, and you just you're just comfortable and like. You don't realize like all you getting all these little pains and all this little tightness and stiffness and you don't have you can't really move around like you like you used to be able to move around and that's just from sheer not using, you know, your muscles, not moving around and it just like it's easier to get like when I'm sitting down now when I when I when I get up get up from my seat right now, it's gonna be a whole lot easier for me to get up now, you know, as someone who's in shape than it would be for someone who isn't in shape, you know, and that gives you, because it's easier, you you can do more stuff. I mean, I, I mean, your endurance grows regardless, but because it's easier, it even makes it worse. So like when you, you got housework around the house, you got to move something, all that stuff takes less of a toll on you, you know, and, and, um, and, 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 and I mean, that's important during regular times, but in a time like this, where like, the economy, like they're they're laying people off. Like, I don't know, like what people don't understand about the economy slipping and how it's going to affect everybody personally. But times are. This is just the beginning of of you know a different the economy reshaping itself, and so and based on all the other stuff, you know, like like the automation, the the, the everything, just. Everything's being reshaped and, and, and changing dramatically, and it's going to affect the workforce. And a lot of people, most people, don't have the training to really contribute to the workforce when, you know, they're building warehouses that just everything becomes a big move, a big vending machine, you know? So, I mean, what, I mean, What I'm saying is that there's going to be a lot of unnatural stress because, like, we're not even, we haven't evolved for this kind of, all, everything that we have right now, like, we're we're psychologically unprepared for it. That's why it's creating so many problems. That's why, I mean, the fact that, that, that people don't have an exercise program, like, the average person doesn't, like, that's a thing. Like, if, if you work out, that shouldn't be a thing. That should be something everybody does, like unless you're, you know, doing some kind of bodybuilding or something like that. Everybody should maintain a certain level of fitness, but, 
I mean, just to make it puts people in a, people in a better mood. Like you're you're not gonna be as cranky. It's like you sleep better. Like people have all these problems that exercise would help, like sleeping, mood, um, just just everything. And it's it's just it's crazy to me that when when we're having a pandemic and a big part of like who who's affected is people being overweight and and there's like no messaging on just you know general like getting in shape and, and even eating right it's just it's all about like putting a mask on it's like when when uh after 9/11 and they were just like oh go out and go out and shop don't let them win by by hiding in your house it's just like things that 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 don't really have an effect on anything but it just gets everybody involved in in lining up behind whatever the government wants to do or whoever people are listening to because if they were honestly trying to like do everything they could just to stop, like I could maybe understand like the the mass if they're telling people if they're just trying to throw everything out there because if they're trying to throw everything out there then like all the smoking cigarettes outside like that that would be a problem because and even smoking because like if you were a smoker that's an issue for for a respiratory disease so like if you're smoking you're more likely to flood the hospitals and we and you know that was the whole point to flatten the curve so if you're smoking you're more likely to to end up in a hospital the secondhand smoke you know that is affecting people anyway people know knew about that um they should be it should be ex- you know people should get in shape the 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 dangers of being obese cuz it's a it's a legit we're going to have more pandemics so if I mean, maybe who knows when, but there's definitely going to be another one, and um, so and and being obese is always one of those things. Like, cause you're putting all that extra weight, added weight on all your organs, especially your respiratory system. Like, you see people who are overweight, and they can like seriously overweight, and they can they lose their breath walking. So, I mean, if it's a legit threat, if it's a legit threat. And you're taking it seriously, then how are they not talking about these health, other health measures that you like that, that you could take? Like it, it it seems like telling people to get in shape is something that can directly impact how many people survive, and everybody can do it, and it's just good anyway. Like what happened to like remember when we used to have the the, the food pyramids and guidelines that the government would put out to have a, like all the governments are concerned with the health of the population because they want healthy people to make to have healthy people workers to contribute to the economy so the country can have more resources and produce more things to make the country to make everything better like the economy better that's what everything's about and that's what they're wrecking with their, this response so basically what i'm trying to say <laughs> is that the government ain't saying it but if you're overweight then that 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 puts you at risk of having complications and if you if you if you really think that this virus is taking people out like that then that should be a concern and and moreover um it, it it's good for your mental state. It's good for you psychologically. It, it'll keep you like, it, it, especially if you if you need ther- if you're at a point where you you know need therapy or need to talk to somebody or like even if like if you're having suicidal thoughts that type of stuff depression you know 
getting out and running is great for that type of stuff. You know, getting your mood right. And I tell people that all the time, but it, it, the thing you have to understand about running, the thing, and the reason I'm, I like running and want to talk about it is because, A, you don't need anything to do it. You don't have to buy any kind of equipment or whatever. All you need is like some tennis shoes, and sometimes you don't even need. I mean, like if you live on a who knows, man. Like people can if you want to run barefoot. I don't. I'm not gonna run barefoot, but I'm saying basically all you need is a pair of shoes and some shorts, and you can go running. And you know, so and and, and B, it gets easier and more fun the more you do it, like. In the beginning, you're gonna feel most of the good effects after you, immediately after you finish running, and you know, and after all, all, all of after you finish running, you'll feel good about it. But as you go out, you go out about five, six times, you'll start to enjoy running. You'll you'll start, you'll, it'll become easy enough for you to enjoy it. Cause first you got one, you you have to get in shape to enjoy something like running because you're not on a bike but once once you get in shape it feels like you're riding a bike because you're just like blowing through it not you know I I would go I I try to beat my times you know like when I when I go out to run I have the uh I use Indomando uh on my iPhone and it, it it tracks your run and it tells you in your ear in your earphones like at every mile and your speed and all that kind of stuff, uh, and I don't know. Like I, I use the free version, and but there's a lot more on the premium versions, and there's a whole bunch of other apps. But like for me, it's just like a kind of a game. Like I go out and race myself every day. I know my times. You know, I know my best time, and you know, I go out and I, and I try to do as well as I can. Like sometimes I don't really like push as hard as I can push, but I don't really go light. Sometimes I'll ease back a little bit just to enjoy the run because, it, like, I do a lot of, you, you'll do, once you once you can run and it's comfortable to run, it'll be fun and, and you'll zone out and you'll be able to think, you know, just about everything, like all these, everything in your, I, I mean, I organize my day every time I on, on my runs and, and, I mean, it helps a lot, like, and, and and the thing about it is that it's more discipline than anything else. Like if you go out and like I do, like you know, I, like a lot of days, like I'm not saying like a, a lot of a lot of days, like it's just automatic. Like I mean, every day it's automatic because I'll get up and not feel like running. Because like if you get up every morning and you think, oh. I gotta run, and then that's just on your mind the whole time. Then you're gonna be thinking about running the whole time, and you could it'll 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 make you maybe because the thing about running is you like finishing it, and like you're really far away from the finish, and like when you're running, you're focused in focusing on finishing it, and it, and it's more fun, but. You know, some days you may not feel like you want to want to go go out and run, but I promise you, the minute you get out there and start running, you're gonna be glad you did it, and you'll be more glad when you finish. So, 
I mean, you're never going to regret uh, going out and getting that run in. And it's, it'll be your first win of the day, just like knocking it out. But like I said, I really enjoy running. And I think like exercising and working out, especially like something like running where you're working your cardio and your body moving around and then you get out you go outside if you're running outside you get to run around and see like your neighborhood like you know kind of take a survey of your neighborhood every morning you know see how things are feeling feel the weather because I run cold hot cold rain like it hasn't really gotten cold yet. it's October so like you know my runs right now I think uh, it'll be about like 50 52 degrees, I think it was the coldest, 50, 52, one of those. But, um, I mean, once you get to get to running, it's just like you're, you're in a, um, you're in a swimming pool, really. Cause you're, you're, if you're running, it's, it's totally different than, cause I don't like the cold. Like I, I would have never, like if I hadn't started running during the pandemic and, and that's why, cause I've been wanting to like run, you know, saying I should take a, where I live, it's really nice. You know, we got beaches and it's green all year round. Like the air is super fresh. So like since I've been here, I've been saying that I'm going to start doing my runs outside. And the thing that's been stopping me is because, you know, like, right, it's like I, I'm i not used to like, I can't, I couldn't imagine before I moved to Seattle, I couldn't imagine being outside in shorts in less than about 80 degrees, like 70, like I'd be... When I first got here, I was wearing my, my coat in the summertime. But, um, you know, I've acclimated some. But if I hadn't started running in, in, in the spring when it was warm and through the, through the summer, then um, there's no way I'd be getting out there right now when, it, when it's like 52 degrees outside. But, you know... In shorts, you know, and it's it's about to get colder, so we'll see. But I mean, I feel like it's it's good for your kids. It keeps your body cool when you're running, but like you don't feel cold at all once you get down. But yeah, like I said, man, it's fun. Like you, you the thing about it is like you just gotta you just gotta blow it out. Like cause like you know you're gonna feel like you're gonna um you're gonna like when you start running. You're gonna you're gonna feel like you're tired. Like when you first start, I'd say probably like two hundred and fifty yards, two hundred, two hundred and fifty yards, maybe a hundred yards. But when you hit that, because when you start running, you're gonna feel tired at about two hundred, two hundred and fifty yards. You just gotta ignore it and just like keep running. And keep running fast and just like run through it. Cause the key the key to it is the breathing. Like the breathing will allow you to like run fast for long distances once you, you don't panic. When your breath starts getting short, you gotta you gotta like slow your breath down and breathe deeply and just like don't panic and just like keep running. And um yeah, I'm telling you. It, it, it's, it's great for everything. It feels like like a meditation or something for me. Like it, you and you go, you go all in and out of like different. Because like I run when I run, I have a playlist. So like I don't know where I am in my run based on what song is playing. And like I can try to beat songs. You know, pick up the pace if if we're, depending on what the song is at. Because you just getting that that notification every mile. 
but within the miles, I'll know by what what music, what song is playing, like whether I need to like I'm, whether I'm slacking off or whatever. But especially like when you zone out and you're thinking about something, you just like not noticing. But I tend to like the more you do it, the more you'll not. So you could you'll still be running the same speed, but you're you're just zoning out and thinking about something totally different, you know. But yeah, I highly recommend running. The government should be telling people to exercise and get after it. And they've got you wrapped around their finger, Joe. So yeah, I guess that's about it. Uh, we we well into election season, but we just had the last second debate. Uh, Trump crushed Biden on both those debates. The first one was kind of wild and crazy. I just watched it again. It was it was ridiculous. But Biden, you know, he he's not built for the job. He never was, and especially right now, people that are supporting Joe Biden are just against Trump and just supporting the Democratic Party. He's not. He I can't imagine him even being. If he were to win the election, I can't even imagine him serving in office for two years. So you're basically uh, gambling, uh, betting, uh, voting for Kamala Harris to be president. And I don't know why anyone would think that's a good idea, but that's what people are doing, and, I, and they know it. And you know it's underhanded. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not with any of that. So, Ye is running. He was just on uh, Joe Rogan today. And I mean, somebody, somebody really needs to um, help Ye out, man. He, this would be way more fun if it was a gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Because him being all serious about trying to be the president, to me, is a cry for help, man. Because, like, he can't really run the country or, 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 I mean, I don't need to really go into it, but like that man needs some help and he needs a friend right now and people need to stop, stop enabling this, but like I said, we, we in election season and the Democrats are trying to apply pressure, Trump is traveling all over the country doing rallies every day, you know, and everybody's mad about the COVID and spreading the disease and people just, I don't know where all this is going to end up. I don't see how we wrap this COVID problem up with people politicizing this whole situation and overreacting and not, and being unwilling to really check into the science and, and I don't know I just the world we just we just at a strange place in the development of western civilization and I guess that's just what it's going to be but the the economy's getting bad people are still getting laid off and all this stuff is affecting the general mood of the the population so naturally when you go outside it's going to be a little a little bit more stressful and it's, I think it's going to continue to get a little bit more stressful as we 
continue to experience the effects of the economy being shut down. A lot of businesses are going out of, out of business already. Even even the ones that aren't out of business, everybody's really struggling. All the, you know, people that that don't have a job where they can work from home, and their pay really hasn't been affected. If you're not one of those people, then everything's up for grabs and everything's a little bit more sketchy. But you know, in order to deal with that, I say exercise, find something to do. Like I like to meditate. I like to run, and uh, I like to do yoga, and you can do all those things, you know, without spending any kind of money or anything. You can do them, like, home-based. If you go, I mean, you can find yoga programs anywhere and meditation stuff. If you got the Internet, you can Google any any of this kind of stuff and just learn, just learn about different types of meditation or different yoga systems or, or whatever they call it, but find a way to do it but other than that Adult Swim I like to watch Black Jesus you know obviously Rick and Morty Aqua Teen Hunger Force something just like you gotta like you definitely gotta put some comedy in your life at times like this to avoid getting too bogged down into the seriousness of what's going on around you know I just say you gotta take advantage of everything you have, especially the internet, especially learning new things. It's just don't fall into this thing where you're just sitting and coming home after work if you're going to work or if you're working from home, just working and going to sleep and just doing getting a pattern of waking up and doing the same thing day in and day out without thinking through you know your life and what's going on and like where you expect to go because if you if you just do the same thing day after day after day after day it's not much that's going to really change in your life and right now you got to be awake and alert and open for changes and looking for new opportunities because the the economy is is going to change and i guess at this point i'm getting into a whole new podcast but that's going to be the podcast for this time and you know like i always say about this time you can get in touch with me at malcolmflex360 at gmail.com malcolmflex360 on twitter and instagram or high science with strange objects on instagram so you can interact with me through all of those different channels so check me out check out the youtube channel um, that's the malcolmflex360 at gmail that's the youtube channel as well and uh, you know, don't 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 be shy about hitting up that Patreon. If I don't, if but anyway, that's high science with strange objects for this particular time frame. Hopefully, I'll be back soon with the next one, and y'all hold it down until then.